Hey, and welcome to Positive Occult Podcast with me, Lucifer, and Morgana. And she is not with me today during this uh, this podcast. I usually, we usually do every other one. So, I mean, she's a very busy lady. So it's very hard. You know, we have to make sure we get her in every other one. We're running a little late this time again, like I always am. Because I always want to make sure I have the complete... I mean, I want to make sure that the podcast that I'm going to do it on. I mean, it's a lot of things I just go off my head, but then there's certain things I feel like in now and in the future, um, I feel like I need to uh, expand my studies on, even though I know uh, a lot of these things, I'd like to be a little bit more immersed in it. Even though, like I always say, I only give you just a little tip of the toe in the water, and then it's up to you to dip your whole foot in. So then you can... expand your own knowledge of it if you're interested in it maybe you've never heard of these things that i'm going to talk about uh and it's something that you want to uh, you know to investigate yourself and maybe put in your practice so not all of this uh stuff is even i put in my practice but uh i am reading the seven hermetic principles and it is in the Kabbalion. and i actually listened to the the book um the Kabbalion. It's on, uh, well, it's, there's many different versions on audiobooks. I listen to this particular one. You can find one yourself. I always like go about like, yes, the content of a lot of books on audiobooks, but also by the person reading it. I feel it's a little different when you, when you kind of, when you do audiobooks, when you're doing something on a certain subject that you need to write things down. Cause sometimes I'll listen to, you know, different books on paganism, witchcraft, etc. And then I don't have a pencil and uh, I'm, I'm working out or something and I can't write it down. I'm like, shit. And then I have to like, you know, somehow go on audiobook. There's like a little thing you can click on and like kind of mark it. But, you know, I like to also just do it myself. But anyways, that's what we're going to be talking about today. On another note, it is hot as hell in New York. It is really hot. It's kind of funny when you say hot as hell because I don't know. There's been that's just a saying because there's been different theories on hell actually being cold, and when you have the presence of Lucifer in your witchcraft or your work, that it's actually a cold presence. It's very interesting. I guess it's whatever comes to you when you're doing your work or how you want to believe. I mean, some people, they don't even believe in heaven or hell. They just believe that you just be reborn. I think we've gone through that before. And you know what? If you want to hear about it, go back on my previous episodes to kind of hear about my take on it, about rebirth and et cetera. Um, I guess it helps you guide your life. But yeah, it's been hot as shit, man. I can't take it. I, I can't. You know, it's funny when I was younger, I used to be able to like work out and go run in like a hundred degree heat and like, yeah, it's fucking great. And just go out and run and sweat. Now I'm like, fuck this. It is terrible on New York right now. It's humid. It's disgusting. You can't even wear the right clothes. You know, let's say if you're an emo child, you're really fucked because they're a goth person. Like, man, you just, it just must be hard for them. Uh, even you can't you can't even wear fucking jeans. I mean, if you wear jeans, they're gonna be melted on your ass by the time you get home. You're literally pulling them off you. Um, yeah. Anyways, but that's what's going on here in New York. Also, 
check out Modern Druid, which is, of course, our sponsor. And our beautiful Morgana is actually the owner of it in Nyack, New York. We've had some great people I met this weekend, uh, this past weekend, that have been coming in and out of the store from all over the country. And uh, it, really, from really all over the country, literally. And uh, it's, it was really, it's really cool to meet uh, new people and see where they are in their spiritual paths or maybe not and just talking to some really cool people because i don't work there i hang out there mm, quite a bit and uh i, I just because i just like being in such a great space of great energy and good people and uh we always invite you to come in and and hang out with us for a little bit and uh pick each other's brains and you know exchanging good energy so Anyways, so today, again, we are going to be talking about the seven hermetic principles of the Kamayan. And uh, each one of them, we're going to kind of break it down. We're going to go over each one, kind of each one, what it means and how you can maybe use it in your life a little bit. And here we go with the Kabbalion. So I'm not going to go over the um, history of the Kabbalion. Uh, but I, I will just tell you that it goes back as a long history of the Kabbalion, the teachings of the Hermetic, uh, seven Hermetic um, beliefs. Uh, it actually goes back to Egypt and even further back. I mean, it goes into the Greeks uh, it, and it, it actually um, influenced all religions and spirituality probably today. And um, the, the thing is, I started listening and reading Kabbalion. I was, I was never, never really... I guess explored it so i said you know what what is i want to deep deep dig, you know into this and see what it really is about and it kind of blew my mind because there wasn't one of them of the seven hermetic principles that i kind of disagreed with i kind of was like i'm always trying to find something that's fucked up I'm like yeah okay you know what i mean yeah maybe yeah you know you know how we are we'll read a book about maybe some sort of new way to do a craft or a way to do something and you're just like eh, that doesn't really resonate with me and the thing is with with the seven hermetic principles it resonates with me but i think it resonates with everyone it doesn't matter what you kind of believe in or what you follow or your path is it's something that really like sits in your mind and you go wow you know like okay it's like watching the big think i don't know if you ever watched the big think on uh youtube you should watch the big think you may not agree with everything that's on there, but they have some great philosophical people on there talking about science, et cetera. Um, and I think, I wonder, I should look in the big thing. They might even have something like about it. I don't even know. But what I'm saying is something that will blow your mind away because I was blown away by um, one of the the last episodes. Well, I don't think it was the last episodes of it, of the big thing. And it was talking about reality and basically how our reality is really based on our senses and that it's really subjective to our senses. Like what do we see? Is it really real or is it not real? Meaning that it's real, but how we see them because so it's just a really quick perspective on it is like, okay, so, you know, the stupid saying, actually it's not a stupid saying does when a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Well, only if you hear it, right? But is you are you hearing it because of just the way that your your ears developed? Is that sound real? Is that sound sounding in reality sound like that? When you see something like a beautiful sky and we look at it, 
we're only seeing it through the cones of our eyes that it's allowed to have certain amount of light processing it through processing it through our brain and then thinking of the the sky and it kind of blows your mind away when you start thinking about that or even how things taste all of our senses are kind of only interpreted in our brain by the senses that we have in our body and that doesn't mean necessarily that's what they are so then we're gonna jump right into the number one principle is called the principle of mentalism and it says the all is mind and the universe is mental i'll say it again the all is mind and the universe is mental now the all referring to the Gabalian is basically the universe is is i mean it's basically the energy source of everything okay you don't want to i don't like it like I've, I've seen some things that say that using the all as god it could piss people off or doesn't want to bother with it when it's at it's really but that's not how it's interpreted in the combine the combine is actually the all meaning everything including us as an energy source okay so the basic principle is um it means all is mind okay that everything exists um in the universe in the physical universe uh through um the all which is also made of the spirit which is a product of the universal living mind and we create our lives and our reality by our thoughts whatever the things that are coming in to our brain is being created by these thoughts which are interpreted through our senses so kind of like realizing that the all is mind okay we can choose how to construct our inner thoughts our inner workings okay of our mind through its whatever we're thinking about its importance right um so like if a, a simple thing of, of like what is important in my life at right now and you have all these inner workings of inner thoughts of inner things that are coming into mind what is the most important thing it's a very simple thing we can decide what is important in our lives um but how we apply these things through this first principle um we can use the power of like a focused thought and to visualize our our reality by our senses and by our inner spirit and we can an example is we can visualize and change the reality and manifest anything that we can possibly desire that is the beauty behind the principle of mentalism is we can choose we we, we know okay we have these things coming in so this kind of in a way goes into meditation right so when we have a meditate when we meditate and like i've said before in other episodes when you meditate we have all these things coming into our mind now these are just inner workings in our mind right but we can decide what's important and what's not coming in there once you learn how to have tame that horse of your crazy racing mind you could tame it a little bit you don't have to tame it you're not gonna be able to tame it all but you can actually decide mindfully what's more important and how to 
uh, I guess, attack those things that you need to attack in your life or to change things in your life that you need to change or to do your spell work that you want to do because you have more control over your mind. I hope you get that. <laughs> so the second one is called correspondence, the principle of correspondence. As above, so below, as below, so above. Everybody always use the as above, so below, but it's actually as below, so above also. It is by the famous Hermes, which is where the Hermetic principles uh, come from, where he developed or not manifested, it's the wrong word, or where he studied and these things came to him, right? And it's a beautiful principle because what it is, it's a print, it's a, it's a reflection of, of these different infinite planes of reality that are interconnected. Okay. What is true on one plane of existence, okay, is also true on all the other planes of existence. For example, the plans orbiting the sun is a very resemblance, the same resemblance to atoms surrounding electrons. Okay. Uh, um, you could look at all these different things in life, everything from the most minute things to life in general, uh, everything lives and dies, right? So as below, as above, so below. So what we can kind of understand or what we do understand from the as above, so below, as below, so above, um, is that once we start kind of understanding that principle, we can understand that making a change in like one part of our life will affect all areas of our life, right? So the, let's say the rotating of the planets, if one planet left, it affects everything. If something affects a small atom, it affects everything. Anything with karma, whatever affects, one thing will affects everything. It's, it's, a, it's the same thing with, okay, so when you look at Baphomet, Right? And everybody's like, well, Baphomet's the devil. Well, you can look at it in many different ways. But if you look at Baphomet, it's pointing below and above. It is female and male. It is animal and human. And it's accepting for what it is. But it is showing the different principles of, of opposites, but also conjoined and being the same. And that's kind of what the represents of Baphomet is, is kind of the as above, so below principle. So if you ever wonder about, you know, some people like they, they, they love it. They want to make it to be, you know, the devil. That's fine. I got a statue in my house. Sure. You know, but it's just a reminder of like as below, as above, so below. So in, in a, I guess to be the best way to explain this is um, that the, these planes are like are kind of beyond our ability to perceive the things that are unability are beyond our ability to uh, perceive uh, become understandable to us um, because of the reflections of these different things that we do perceive. So the things that we don't really understand, like the atom, we do understand, which is kind of mind blowing to us. We can kind of understand because the way the way we see the planets move and all these other things that move around us. Right. Um, so like, so what we think and feel that manifests in the external part of our circumstance, our lives can also happen on the inside of our lives 
So we can manifest them within us. We can manifest them with on the outside of us. Okay, so the next one is Morgana's favorite. Okay, nothing resists. Everything moves. Everything has vibration. This is a, thousands of years ago. They taught they they um, Hermes created this principle that everything has vibration. Everything from solid objects to the universe, to your talking, to your thoughts, everything, according to physics and molecules and everything, for every action is the equal and opposite reaction. For everything you say, touch, do, think, has a certain vibration. It's, it's, it's a scientific fact. Okay, from the smallest atomic level to the largest thing of the universe. And there's different rates of vibrations. You can you can basically it's just you know when you got I got bad vibes from him, right? I got bad vibes from her. If you're walking down the street, you're getting bad vibes from a certain walking a certain area. What's it? well, it's vibrations. That's really what it is. Or when you talk to somebody, you feel really good with them because they got good vibrations. They're pulling in kind of like that '60s hippie thing, man. But they're right. They're on it. Because a lot of these these principles were being taught also to the hippies, man. And and you know, it's, it's certain vibrations. They're taught by the gurus. They're talking about kind of this kind of stuff. When a happy person makes it like a, a, a somebody feel bad, you know, a, a sad person feel better. I mean, you're, you, it's just the vibrations. And sometimes you gotta really push those vibrations, right? To really, really help people that are really down. So how can you apply this to your life, right? I mean, we already do. If you're very in touch with your meditation and your feeling of people's energy, you're already kind of using this. You could be aware of your own vibration, other people's vibrations. I mean, thoughts, right? There's just not thoughts. It's things which you read, right? Reading certain things give you a certain vibration of like power. Like I like turning on in the morning uh, when I do my meditation, I do my ritual work in the mornings. I also turn on uh, some YouTube and I'll turn on one of the channels that have the ohm vibration or whatever I need to hear. And I turn on the house while I'm getting ready for my work and it just brings me to a higher level. And when I don't do that, I really feel it. Same thing with setting the day with, a, with some sort of small ritual sets that vibrational level higher. It really fucking does. Like every time, like there's days where I'm like, fuck, I got to get up. I'm late for work. And then I, you know, not forget. I just don't got time. Right. And we always, oh, I don't got time. We do set your alarm better or get to sleep earlier. And it's, it's, you know, or you're just doing something dumb, you know? And it's like, then you forget you're, you're you can notice your vibrational level isn't as good. You really do. I notice it. And I'm like, why am I off today? Oh, I didn't meditate. So then I'll go home at, at lunchtime and I'll, meditate or do something to kind of get my vibrational level up. So that's how you can apply that to your life. So the next one is a little tricky. It's the fourth one, the principle of polarity. Everything is dual. Everything has its opposite. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. So this principle basically says that all things exist have an opposite and they cannot exist without it 
like for instance, one of the things that was, it's very explained in a lot of books is the principle of hot and cold. So the hot and cold are both a temperature. Okay. But on the line of, a, of, of like, say if it's a pole, right? There is hot at a certain level, but as the degrees go down, it becomes cold. It's not a separate thing. It's the same thing. So when does that one second become cold? It's not because they're really, they're both a, say, they're both a temperature. And one cannot exist without the other. Same thing with dark and light. Same thing with dark magic and light magic. You cannot have things without opposites. That's why when people say, well, I wish there was all good in the world. Me too, but you wouldn't know what the fuck good was unless there was dark. Or then unless there was crappy people in the world. Because that way you can gauge yourself as being a better person because you wouldn't be able to gauge that if we were all good. And it would be boring as shit, to be honest with you. It really would be fucking boring if there was no excitement in the world. I'm not saying I don't want to see people killed, murder, blah, blah, blah. But there's always would be some idiot that you go to work to, you know, with that's negative. And you'd be like, I don't want to be with that motherfucker. I don't want to act like that. Right? There's always going to be something. Right? So you can kind of gauge yourself on. But without that, you wouldn't have that. But you have to remember one thing. You can have light. But if it's extreme light, you're not going to be able to see very much. Same thing with extreme darkness. Yes, I am a Luciferian witch. I lean a lot of my art to the dark arts. But... I also do my light work because I'm really trying to expand my light work a little more because I want to be as equal as I possibly can. Even though I feel that my dark artwork is more is stronger, much stronger. It also has to deal with where I'm at in my life, in my karma. Also has to deal with my astrological signs, which I'm a Scorpio rising, which are very strong in the dark artwork. But it's not going to prevent me from going over to the light because I have to learn to do that also. So how, what is the best way, I guess, to, how does this apply to your life? Well, I mean, it makes you less, like, I guess you would say rigid. And like I use always the word dogmatic, like to be very dogmatic in what you think. Um, you could understand that there's polar opposites and they kind of are, the, you know, uh, they kind of run into each other. They're basically the same, right? And you need like these total opposites. And it actually opens your mind up to be more, a little bit more like, oh, I understand that a little bit better. I'm not so like thinking everything has to be a certain way, right? Because you need these complete opposites. It's like the love and light people when they think that this is, everything's just love and light. No. If we don't have just love and light, we'd be boring and you would never know what love and light is. And guess what? It'll never happen. And I hate to tell people that. Like, you know, it's like a, it's like a fucking, oh, this life sucks. Yeah, it sucks. The earth is a great place to learn. 
when you're put on this earth, you are going to learn a lot of shit. If you don't pay, if you pay, if you pay attention, you're going to learn a lot. If you don't pay attention, just run through this life and be just a dogma filled idiot and not thinking about these beautiful things that are given to us by other spiritual people and not opening up your mind to these things. You're just going to live a completely boring, just straight edge life and not understand anything in life at all and think that it has to be a certain way, not knowing that you're never going to get rid of the other side of love and light. It just is what it is. And you need it to, to actually to recognize love and light. You need the other side also. The fifth principle is the principle of rhythm. Everything flows in and out. Everything has its ties. All things rise and fall. This is the epitome of every action has an equal and opposite reactions, which is a physics 101. I learned this shit when I was a kid and it stuck with me. And it really does. Um, it's like a pendulum and it's unending movement. Everything is in a rhythm, the ocean, the movement of the earth, the way you move. Okay. Everything is in constant motion. The pole of the moon affecting the oceans. Okay. Our own things that we do every day is a, a certain rhythm. Everything is a rhythm. How does that apply in our life? But how does this apply to our life? Um, you can stop yourself from being in this rhythm and just kind of work with it. So what I mean is that knowing when to rest, knowing when to not give up on things, but knowing how to let things go. Um, you can flow with that universe. You know when to exert force during that, during a certain time and know when to pull back, right? So you know that rhythm, right? When you get in an argument with somebody and the rhythm's kind of going, there's bad vibrations and everything. Like, you know, okay, we're in a bad rhythm here. So I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to listen. Let things unfold on their own. Sometimes you're not going to stop a flow. You're not trying to stop the ocean, man. Try and stop the ocean from flowing in onto the fucking beach. Have fun doing that. You ain't doing it. I, there, and there's enough magic in the world to do that. I've tried. You can't do it. <laughs> like we had some idiot TikTokers. Like what were they doing? Doing something toward the moon? Like I can't remember what it was. I didn't even pay attention to it because they're pretending like they're being witches and like, do it, like, no, you don't understand those flowing rhythms. Number six, the principle of cause and effect. Every cause has its effect and every effect has its cause. Well, this kind of states that everything has happens for a reason and everything in the universe is governed by certain laws and there's no such thing as chance. Well, let's get into what that really means. Okay. 
Ah, oh, God, this is this is one that's been really like not debated, but this one's a little bit harder for people to understand. Um, so I am actually going to read it from a certain book, the best way to explain this, so I don't even screw it up. Okay, so I'm going to read it. And it says, so there is no such thing as chance. The higher plane dominates the lower planes, which can cause things that occur in lives to seem a mystery to us at times because we are limited by our human perception and cannot see the full picture of all that is to play while most people go through life as a victim of their own thoughts and feelings and the circumstances that they have created. Uh, one, the, the hermits, the, well, a person strives to become the cause rather than effect on his own life. Most people are like pawns on a chessboard, obedient and to external causes coming from people and forces more powerful than themselves. Part of the way the hermetist, I guess the person who studies hermetic philosophy, is to rise to higher planes in their consciousness and become a cause on the higher plane affecting the lower planes of their influence. They master their own internal experience first and then the external environment around them. The true adept knows not to try and reject causation on the higher planes, but to work with and while also exerting their own influence. Okay. <laughs> now, so there is no such thing as chance because so what I, so kind of with, I wanted to like put that out there, but how I'm going to explain it to you is this. There's no such thing as chance. People think, well, that was, that was luck or that's chance. No. So the best way to explain it is, let's say there is a cottage sitting at the bottom of the hill and there's a boulder on the top of the hill, right? Let's say there is um, a thunderstorm. That thunderstorm rains and it's caused by rain, by heat and water rising, correct? The water then hits the mountain. The water then pushed in, lets the mudslide begin. Mudslide then begins the rock rolling down the hill, goes rolling down the hill, crushes the cottage with nobody in it, hopefully nobody in it. So was that by chance? No, it's that there is these different things that happen in order for to that cottage to be crushed. It can also just stop at the, let's say if you say, well, why did the boulder go down the hill? Well, the boulder coming down the hill because the cause was the rain. The effect was the mudslide. So if you look at this from different ways, you can kind of understand that why that there's really no such thing as a chance. There's just external things that are happening outside of ourselves. And we can kind of have these different ways to affect the, them to not affect us. But there are different things that happen. Right. There's the waking up in the morning, waking up two minutes late, getting in our car, getting in a crash. Well, there was many different causes, I mean, different effects to get that cause or the opposite. So by becoming the cause. You also become aware of the of, of all these influences that are causing these effects that you're experiencing. And you can kind of, kind of become the designer of your own reality. 
So you can make those choices, right? So you can make the choice of, I'm going to read this book to study a certain thing, a craft, right? Let's say, um, let's say um, a spell, right? To then use that spell to then do this, 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 that. Everything has a cause and effect. So I'm going to create this own thing and be the cause of something doing. So if I'm going to create a business, I'm going to be the cause and, and make hopefully all these decisions. But within those causes and effects are also smaller causes and effects. But you can kind of like guide your life a little better when you kind of know that everything has a cause and effect. I hope I didn't confuse you. Next is the principle of gender. This has nothing with what's going on today. This is the seven principles, hermetic principles. So it doesn't really have anything to do, but I'll explain it to you. Gender is in everything and manifests on all planes. Everything has masculine and feminine qualities. Okay. It's in everything. from physical to mental to spiritual to everything that's created, everything um, has gender. Everything that is male is also female. They contain both. Humans are born as male or female and they are expressing their female and male traits. This is why it's so important to understand those masculine and feminine traits within us, with each other. And they also, the, the gender polarity exists on the macro level as well, as the sun representing the, the masculine, as the moon representing the feminine. They are inseparable and they are in unison with everything. And there is nothing wrong with that. We are constantly, uh, I mean, we, we see it in everything, the masculine gen and to embrace the masculine and the, and the female feminine is beautiful. And when we are combined and we have to always remember, I always tell people this, when you are reborn in karma, you're reborn, you don't decide what gender you are. You just become gender is just your vehicle, your masculine or feminine to work on what you need to work on in the next life. So you can have been a woman before you could have been a man before. So don't think that you've been a man your whole life. Don't think you've been a woman all your lives or thousands of lives. Each time that you become something different. It's, there's a reason behind it to understand both sides of masculine and feminine. And it's about balance to understand how gender of masculine and feminine is balance. So these things, uh, these seven principles are amazing things you can Enact in your life. It's not that you enact them. It's like that you, they come into you and you understand life a little bit more, how it works in general. And then you can use those seven principles in any type 
of path that you go to, 100%. You can be a pagan. You can be a Christian. You can be a Satanist. You can be a Luciferian. You can be a witch. And all these will help you. Thank the universe for Hermes. Okay? Tresmig, Tresmig, I always pronounce his name wrong, so I'm terrible. Tresmigs, Tresmigidus. 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 I practiced it for the podcast. It was completely a shit. But actually, actually, that means three times Hermes. And he was given a name, Thought, which is a combination of the Egyptian god and, and the Greek name Hermes. Um, it was, um, I mean, all these things can be found in all religions from Judaism also to even, even stoicism. And it's, it's a really amazing. So if you really want to find a good book, just look up the Kabbalion, look at the Kabbalion and, and, and go into audiobooks. You know, people always say, oh, I can't, I don't got time to read a book. Then go to fucking audiobooks, man. You know, give you a little bit of money every month. Put your ear headphones in. You know, listen to my podcast first, and then you you go and read these books. You listen to them. You can say you read them because you listen to them, even though you didn't really fucking read them. But you could say you did, right? It's a little lie, but hey, man, I read all these books. I read you know twelve books last month. And really, it's because you're driving around, just listening to them, working out. You know, putting them in. Kids are screaming and shit. Like I said, hope you listen to my podcast too, though. Um, and just absorb, absorb. You know, don't just read this Kabbalion. Don't you just, you know, do the research yourself. You know, find something online. Uh, find something, um, a picture of the seven principles. Have it printed out. Put it on your wall. Gives you a reminder every day of these of these principles that are will help you in everyday life because you just accept them and go, yeah, that's the truth. These things have cause and effects. As above, so below. As below, so above. Everything's in rhythm. Everything's in certain vibration. All these things you can, you can use in your everyday life and make your life a little bit happier and better and actually have an understanding of people. I mean, it's also a psychological thing of understanding just vibration, right? Or cause and effect. Why is this person an asshole? Let me look back on what they have lived in their life of these different cause and effects. Can I help them maybe put them in a different position? Maybe you can't because that's just their karma. But the Kabbalion has changed even my life as a Luciferian witch. My main goal is to constantly find knowledge. And when I found this, I was blown away. So don't just listen to my stuff. Go get the book, The Kabbalion. Listen to it, read it, embrace it. Infernal blessings. We will see you next week. I think we're having an interview with a uh, psychic. I'm not going to say for sure because I want to make sure it happens with Morgana. Have a beautiful, beautiful week.